Today, I'm waiting for a phone call from CNBC reporter Lauren Thomas. We're going to be talking about some recent articles that she's written um, about the holidays. What? I know. Uh, Sales forecasts, um, retailer holiday strategies, and uh, kids shopping in a post-Toys R Us America. Oh, wait. There's my call. Hello, this is James. Hey, it's uh, Lauren. I think I got you like a minute early here. but <laughs> Oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. You're listening to Where We Buy. It's the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. My name is James Cook, and I research retail and real estate for JLL. On this show, we talk to retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. Today, Lauren Thomas, retail reporter at CNBC. So, Lauren, uh, thank you for for joining us. Are you, are, we, are you joining us from the 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 floor, uh, the news floor of the newsroom at CNBC? Um, yeah, I am. I am at uh, our headquarters today. Um, so a busy day, like every day here. Um, it seems it never really slows down. Well, I'm glad you could step away for a little bit of time so so we could catch up on some some recent news items. So I thought I, I, I really I'm interested in sort of I mean, it's only September, right? But, you know, the Super Bowl of retail is is uh, Christmas. Uh, and the holidays just in general, not just Christmas, but all of the end of the year holidays. Um, and, uh, you know, it's only September, but that's coming up. So I thought it would be fun to catch up with you a little bit on that and talk about some recent news items related to that. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. And no, you're right. It is it is crazy. Um, but with my job, for sure, about this time, if not earlier, each year, uh, you already start to think about the holidays. I feel like it just started getting a little chilly this week for me. <laughs> so it, it, No, it did. Same, same here in New York. It's been so hot, um, but finally starting to cool off. So it makes it a little easier to write stories about Christmas. I know you did a piece recently. I think Deloitte um, came out with its annual retail sales forecast, and, and uh, you reported that they're calling for upwards of a 5.6% increase in holiday retail sales over last year. By and large, I think a lot of these groups that we do look to, like Deloitte, uh, the National Retail Federation, uh, you know, they're all, everyone's pretty optimistic. Um, about the holiday season. So you know, Deloitte in particular uh, is one group that you know we and a, and a lot of other publications monitor their forecast every year. And like you said, so they're they're expecting sales to grow. And so this would be on a year over year basis, uh, anywhere between five to five point six percent. And so and, and so that would amount to just to kind of give you like a, a dollar to go with that. Um, they think that sales. In, in the holiday season, so that would be between November and January of 2019, um, could amount to $1.1 trillion. Um, and last year, I think it was about $1.05 trillion um, was what they came up with. So, you know, that would be, you know, if this holds true, that would be an increase from last year, which many would argue was still, you know, a really good, good holiday season last year as well. Just considering a lot of these macroeconomic factors, uh, low unemployment, strong consumer confidence, um, this, you know, tax breaks have started to benefit some 
um, companies, you know, where they've maybe slashed prices. So it's just a lot of things are falling into place. So it looks like the real winners uh, are predicted to be e-commerce sales with uh, a forecast rise of 22%. Now that's now that's e-commerce across the board. So we're talking e-commerce at like Target and Walmart and Macy's. Exactly. But yeah, they are. So last year, um, e-commerce sales during the holidays were up about 16.5%, but um, they think it'll grow even more, even faster this year. Like you said, 22%. Um, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about Black Friday. It looks like you reported on some sh- shopper track data Um Black Friday is going to be the busiest shopping day of 20, 2018, according to Shopper Track. You know, as retailers every year now, it seems they draw deals earlier and earlier. Um, so some might argue that Black Friday has kind of lost its importance um, or isn't isn't what it used to be, um, which still could be true. Um, but I think what they were trying to say is, you know, no, look, the numbers show that that we're still expecting you know, more shoppers, I guess, to turn out at stores across the U.S. on this one day, you know, than than all of the others. Um, so just trying to point out that you know the day is still relevant, even though there is this idea of like quote unquote Christmas creep that, and you and I both feel it for sure. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, that everything does seem to be happening earlier and earlier, and it's just more spread out. I'm looking at um, you published the the top 10 predicted busiest shopping days for the holidays. Um, I'm trying to think of what day I'll most likely it's whatever on here is the last. Yeah. When, when will you be out? Yeah. Whatever here is the last possible minute is usually when (laughs) I'm out. You're you're the procrastinator. You would fall into the uh, procrastinator category then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it looks like number two is super Saturday, which is the, which is what we call the, the last Saturday before um, December 25th, before Christmas Day. Exactly. Well, well, it's interesting. And they, that group, um, Shop Attracted, argued that they think Super Saturday this year, so that would be December 22nd um, of this year, they think it'll be even busier than Super Saturday last year. So if, if you think about it, um, Christmas this year, so in case anyone out there didn't know, <laughs> Christmas falls on a Tuesday, um, and last year it fell on a Monday. So last year they saw a lot of traffic on that Friday before Christmas, just because you only had that, you only had Saturday and Sunday, I guess, before Monday rolled around. Um, but this year, since it's on Tuesday, um, it's like that Friday might not be as busy, but they really think that, um, that, you know, a lot of people will turn out on Super Saturday, which I would probably agree with. I, I could see that um, being the case. Yeah. Do you, do you ever go out on black Friday at all? Yeah, no, I have. I mean, it's a thing that, uh, you know, we didn't do it every year as a family growing up, but, uh, as I got older, I think, you know, my mom and I would just go out. It was kind of an experience, um, wouldn't buy a whole lot, but, but, and wouldn't stay out very late. <laughs> um, but just to kind of be out in the, the craziness and, um, you know, as I've started doing this job, I think, I think it kind of falls into my, uh, it's part of the, the, uh, role of a retail reporter, I guess, to, to kind of get your boots on the ground, I think. And at least I like to do that too, as crazy as it is. <laughs> so I haven't picked, you know, where I'll be or what mall I might go to this year, um, quite yet, but, uh, certainly in this New York, New Jersey area, I have a lot to choose from. 
similar story with me. I never used to go out on Black Friday, but ever since I became a retail researcher, I want to gauge the crowds, you know, see what stores are hopping, see what... Definitely, what the deals are. Yeah. The best advice someone offered me, too, as I was prepping for this um, one year was, like, just look in shoppers' baskets, you know, or look in their, their shopping carts to see what people are are getting, you know, and that's, like, great like raw data right there all right well um we've got predictions for a better holiday season than last year and i think to go along with that you've you've done some reporting on retailers that are hiring you wrote that target is going to hire 20 percent more workers this holiday season um any sense as to why that is what are they expecting target was definitely um they had pretty flashy news, I guess, this year when they announced their holiday hiring plans. Um, so they plan to hire 120,000 seasonal workers for the holiday season, and that would be 20% more than they did last year. Um, I think I think a big driving factor behind that is is Target is continuing to grow its online business, and and as you know, part of that includes, um, you know. They need they need so they need people ultimately in the whether it be in the back of stores or in their warehouses to fulfill these online orders. Um, so they did say, you know, and I, I spoke to them about this announcement and they said that they were going to um, devote a lot of those workers um, to help with online orders during the holiday season. Um, and yeah, at, at CNBC and, you know, elsewhere, we, we do really look to these holiday hiring numbers to try to get a sense of like just how good or bad um, companies are expecting the holiday season to be. And so, so far we've, we've only gotten a few other announcements. Um, but Macy's has, has said that it plans to hire about 80,000 workers. And that was pretty in line with what it did last year. Um, so no, no significant changes there. Um, but Kohl's did way back in July. Um, they went ahead and, um, made their hiring announcement. Um, and that was that was earlier than they ever had before. Do you know if they're hiring more seasonal workers this year than they did last year? Yeah, so Kohl's, Kohl's is a little tricky. Um, so they, for for years, you know, they would tell us how many people they were hiring. Um, but then they actually, I think it was for two or three years, they uh, did away with that. <laughs> um, so they no longer uh, offered a number. Um, but, and so initially in July, um, they did not provide us a number, you know, they just said they were kicking off hiring and, but just this past week though, they said that they would, they were planning to hire 90,000 workers. Um, but again, that's, we don't have anything for the past few years to compare that to, um, which makes it a little more difficult, but I mean, 90,000 is, you think about it and it's more than, it's a little bit more than Macy's. Um, so it seems, I mean, I think that's what we were thinking here. Um, it seems high. Yeah. Yeah. So big, I, the biggest change this holiday season is we don't have Toys R Us anymore. I mean, that's a really big deal. I, I was telling, uh, I was talking to my, I have nephews that are very young. Um, and, uh, this is the first time they were ever aware of anything having to do with my work. They came to me to tell me, uh, to that their Toys R Us had closed and they were very upset about it. 
So who are who benefits from the uh, Toys R Us loss? Who who is going to pick up these additional toy sales? Right. Well, I think it's so fascinating um, to kind of watch this race or, or war, you might call it, um, play out because everybody. I feel like that has a footing in, in retail or if you've ever sold a toy before in your life as a company, it's like uh, now is your moment to shine and try to pick up some of this, this market share um, because Toys R Us did have, you know, such a huge um, share of that market. Um, and so I think the two obvious ones definitely are, are um, Walmart and Target um, just because they already had, you know, pretty, pretty significant portions of their stores uh, dedicated to toys, to selling toys. Um, and, and as the holidays approach, you know, both retailers have already come out and said, um, you know, what they plan to do, I guess, to either they're both planning to add more um, SKUs, so items, toy items, to their stores this year. And Walmart is even planning to take some of its stores and actually add more aisles um, devoted to toys. And I know they're holding, similar to what they did last year, um, but they're holding uh, events um, on some weekends to like encourage you know kids and their parents to come in and test out toys before they buy them. And one interesting report that I, I was looking at a few weeks back said, even um, Costco, you know, could be another winner in this space. Um, and I think uh, that they, um, I, I know someone that had gone through a few of their stores and had noticed that there were more, more and more toys, I guess, in those locations. Um, so it appeared that they, you know, they were trying to take some of that too. Um, Party City, I think, is another really interesting one. Uh, so along with their Halloween pop-up stores this year, they're actually doing um, what are called Toy City stores. Um, so so, and these are only temporary locations, and I think many of them are, are going to be alongside their Halloween stores that they do every year. Um, but, you know, just entire stores you know, dedicated to toys. And so that's, again, from Party City, not someone that you would initially think of when you think of toys. Um, but, you know, they're they're trying to to take some of that and, and all the department stores really that we that we cover have mentioned this Um uh, in some way or another. So I know, you know, Kohl's, I think they're, they're working with um, FAO Schwartz and Lego. So bringing in like two new brands this year that they haven't had in the past. Um, and JC Penney has come out and said, they're going to add more toys this year. If uh, Walmart is, is adding 30% more toys to their store and party city, I saw is opening 50 uh, toy city stores. These are not insignificant numbers. I mean, everybody's got, some real expectations here. It's going to be interesting to see how it actually plays out. It is. Yeah. And I was actually, so this, this past week I was in uh, Minneapolis uh, meeting with Target. So it's uh, fresh in my mind, I guess. Um, but they were taking me through a few of their stores and I was in one, um, a bigger store that was recently remodeled. Um, so just getting, getting to walk through that. And so we, we walked to the toy department and about a hundred stores so far, according to Target, have gotten the treatment that I saw in this particular location in um, near Minneapolis. Um, but it was, I mean, it was very surprising to me. I mean, the the 
it was just much more open space. So, so even had like a little bit of room for kids to kind of walk around and play if they wanted to, it had like board games and, but things that kids could like touch and pull and light up, um, on, on the sides of some of the shelves and on the walls. Uh, it had this big, like life-size Lego fixture in the middle, um, it, it had a whole section um, dedicated to their uh, My Generation doll. So it's kind of like an American Girl doll, but almost like this mini like uh, faux American Girl doll experience within the store. Uh, and again, they said they've done this through about 100 stores so far, but uh, planning to add more. Um, but it was I had never been in a store like that. Um, and it did almost... Uh, to an extent, um, kind of mimic what what a Toys R Us uh, looked like. So what, uh, I know one of the things you wrote about recently, something new Macy's is doing in partnership with Facebook for the holidays. What What is this all about? A while back, and, and we covered this, Macy's launched these marketplaces. So they're called the Market at Macy's, and they had them, um, I believe it was, at uh, nine stores initially um, to start with. And so what they're doing this holiday season is is two things. So they're opening two additional um, marketplaces, one at a store in or one at a mall, excuse me, in Atlanta and one at uh, Century City out in L.A. So those Macy's locations will now have these marketplaces, um, but they're actually partnering with Facebook, which is really unique, I thought, um, to bring in roughly 150 brands. So they won't go into each marketplace. They're going to spread them across, I guess, now um, this total of 11 um they are going to uh th- so these are brands that previously advertised on facebook and and they will now have uh selling space in those macy stores um so i yeah i mean i think it's it's just a continuation of something we're continuing to see you know even in the retail real estate world is more of these like, you know, pop-ups, but like there's spaces where a handful of brands are actually coming together and selling, you know, out of one shop or one, one location. Um, and I think, you know, especially if you're like a smaller brand and it doesn't make sense for you to have your own standalone store, like something like this makes sense. I know one of these is at the uh, Herald Square location in New York. So I know how I'll, I'll be checking that out uh, in November when some of these Facebook brands come in, um, because I know that it's just going to be a really diverse group of of companies and some of them have never had stores before so this will really be the first time for them to to test that um kind of selling in the real world not that long ago i was at herald square and uh there was a sort of pop-up area in partnership with i think etsy yeah that no you're right they've done that and they've also have a um collaboration with beta if you're familiar with beta so that's company that um has created spaces to sell you know just really quirky and uh, technology, different gadgets. And so they, that's also in Herald Square. I think it's still there. Um, currently is just a little space devoted to that. Speaking of Herald Square, I challenge anybody who uh, is worried about the death of physical retail, just mosey on down to Herald Square anytime in December <laughs> and you will be quickly dispelled of that notion because there is shopping insanity going on. Um, but it, it is uh, pretty, uh, pretty crazy down there for sure. And, and obviously that's where you know, the Macy's parade and a lot of that other stuff happens. Um, so just a pretty, pretty bustling part of the city in general, I think. You live in the city. Where, where, what, what places do you just avoid all of the shopping districts in, in December? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no. Well, I do try to get out. And, and honestly, I have spent a lot of time, um, at least within the past few months in New Jersey, just because that's, you know, where you can actually get out to the suburbs and go to like a traditional mall um, and see what that's like. And so, you know, to visit some of those properties owned by Simon or Brookfield or General Growth and, you know, some of these companies that I cover. Um, so, so I've done a lot of that. So try, try to get out to the suburbs. But I think, you know, when you're in the city, um, kind of the Soho area is, is great to explore and to spend some time in just because that's where a lot of these, you know, younger brands are starting. And, and even if I think if you're moving in from overseas, like you're a Uniqlo, um, or a Zara, you know, that's, that's where you want to be. Or that's, that's where a lot of these, these companies are planting themselves for the first time. So, uh, you know, although Fifth Avenue still has a lot of, uh, appeal to some, um, I think, think Soho has, has done a great job as, just, you know, defining itself as a destination for retail um, and just somewhere where you want to have your name, you know, if you're if you're just getting started. Well, so this episode is going to be coming out on Thursday. So any stories that you're working on now that our listeners can look forward to? Yeah. So let's see. I continue to uh, pull together some notes from my trip out to Target's headquarters. So uh, you'll have to stay tuned on that one. Um, but I am, am looking to do a pretty deep dive on that company. Um, so excited for everyone to check that out when when I finish it, um, because they are just in, in a pretty interesting position today and kind of in the midst of a turnaround that they've been working on for a few years now. Um, so you'll have to look for that. And then I think just more holiday coverage. That's about what my, my calendar looks like from here until mid-January even is, is holiday, holiday, holiday. So um, I know we still still expect some pretty big announcements from companies um, just talking about what, what they're going to do this season. Um, so always keeping my eyes and ears peeled for those. Awesome. Okay. Well, you have a good one and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Lauren. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. So from our conversation with Lauren, we learned that predictions are pretty rosy. Um, Holiday sales are growing. Um, We're going to have more of them. We've got more holiday workers being hired as well. Meantime, Toys R Us. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. That's where I used to get all my garbage pail kids back in the day. Um, Toys R Us's toy sales aren't going away. They're just going to different stores. Which stores they'll go to? Well, that remains to be seen. Reach out. Reach out and touch us. Just call up and say hi. Leave a message on the Where We Buy hotline and we'll use your voice on our show. The number is 602-633-4061. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. I've got a lot of events coming up, and I'd love to meet you in person. I'm going to be in Helsinki speaking at the Finnish Shopping Center Association on October 10, um, talking about the current state of U.S. retail real estate and what Finland can learn from it. Um, I checked my stats this morning, and I've got five downloads from Finland. That's right. Finally, some listeners in Finland. It's what I've been hoping for. Coming up in L.A. is the Research Connections Conference. If you want to learn more, just Google ICSC Research Connections. It's October 28th through the 30th. Um, So many cool things happening. There will be a bus tour for retail nerds. We're going to the Beverly Center. Um, They've got a big time renovation going on there that's mostly done. 
think the only thing that isn't complete yet is the Michael Mina Food Hall, which is, I think, set to launch early next year. We're also going to Westfield Century City. They finished up their billion-dollar renovation last year, and that is worth going to just to check out the new Italy. So much yumminess. One more thing I want to tell you about is the ICSC National Conference in New York. It's December 4 through the 6th. So I'm going to be moderating a panel on the grocery industry, but I've also got another big announcement I can't quite talk about yet. Still working on it. Stay tuned. It's going to be pretty cool. I hope you can come out for that. Coming up on the next podcast, we're visiting Hipsterville. That's right, Los Angeles' answer to Brooklyn. We're going to Silver Lake and Echo Park. It's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. Subscribe to Where We Buy on the iPhone podcast app or Spotify or whatever podcast app you happen to use. Or you can listen online if you go to wherewebuy.show. When we visit places, I always try to post pictures on Instagram. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at J-A-M-C-O-O. That's the first three of James and the first three of Cook. Jamku. And our theme music is Run in the Night by the Good Lords under Creative Commons license.